Now, tonight, we're going to be chatting with Zach Jones, who is a reggae artist from Jamaica, and that was his latest track, Miss Jamaica. But before we go into that, you know I got to do my trending topics. Um, DJ Bam is not in the building with us tonight, but we do have Sad. So shout out to her. She's going to be with me tonight, helping me out, you know, doing all the engineering and all that fun stuff. But the first thing I want to discuss is the Love More Movement, Tapping Radio, and Brooklyn Expos are doing their third annual Coke and Sock Drive. So basically what they're asking for is donations um, of Coke that you, you know, no longer wear. Obviously, you need to make sure they're in good, like, preservatives and cleaning. Um, new, new socks, and they will be donating to the less fortunate. And also they're going to be accepting donations GoFundMe, basically to raise money for tribal side services. So you can either contact Wavy or Hodge from the Wavy X Hodge show, or DJ Bam, basically to organize how you want to donate, drop off, coke, socks, or even you know spend money. I really think this is a dope um, thing that they're doing, and everyone should you know try and donate because, especially when it gets cold, like you just think about the people that are homeless. about 
whereby the other son uh, who basically suffered from um, like drug addiction. So I just feel like kids are off limits in this debate. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that wasn't even the mission. Like the whole debate to me was more so them going back and forth at each other but not about any politics. And I feel like that's a big issue because that's what y'all need to be talking about. Like, y'all acting like this is love and hip-hop or something. Like, no, this is America. And if y'all don't step it up, we're going to be doomed. Also, another thing that Trump said was the fact that, oh, he was like, I wear my mask. Like, I'm not wearing my mask every five seconds. Like, yo. And I'm just like, how are you mad that he's wearing a mask? You should be encouraging other Americans to wear a mask. Like, I think that's the issue. And then also, it's been said that, like, the CDC allegedly is now saying that a mask, you might not need to wear a mask because COVID maybe might not be airborne. And I'm just like, is it airborne or not? I feel like there's so much, like, mis- like things that are, like, misinterpreted by this. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Everyone's weird. I truly do hope that we get some guidance on what's going down. We'll see how this election plays out. I do encourage people to vote, uh, make your voice be heard. I know they have the radio and all that stuff like that, so do what you need to do to vote. Um, but, you know, this week, I've been seeing a lot of, like, people saying how, black people saying how they just feel like they don't want to vote on drugs, like, and someone, someone brought this point up. And they basically said that, like, they don't want to vote because they feel like if you if you vote in this election to a certain extent, it's like they're going to keep giving you the, like, two bags you just need to choose from until you demand something. And it was an interesting point, but I still do, like, agree with it. Also, black people did talk about, you know, Breonna Taylor and what has unfortunately happened with her case. But another thing that I wanted to bring up was, you know, literally after both grand jury dismissed with Breonna Taylor, Tory Lane decided that he wanted to come out and drop an album in regards to what happened with him and Megan Thee Stallion. And I just felt like Tory. And it's really super duper insensitive for you to drop a project literally when everyone is grieving due to the whole Breonna Taylor situation. And I just feel like this is why like men and women will potentially never be on the same page because it's just like that. Um, there are people that are defending Tory, saying, "Well, I don't know if he really shot Meg." He's saying in his music that he didn't do it. Oh. Um, I gotta hear his full side of the story. And I'm just 
like if you shot a woman and you're a man, there is nothing else for you to go. Like that's such a low blow for me. And it's also interesting because this week, um, Billboard has reported that someone, a couple people off the Tory Lanez's team, were basically reaching out to outlets to get coverage, but they were like, they weren't reaching out. Because, like, they also brought up the point, like, when it came to other people, other celebrities that, you know, passed away, unfortunately, for gun violence, it was never like, it was never like, oh, we have to hear the other, you know, other person's point of view. So, you know, that is something that I think is an interesting concept. And there definitely is some truth to that. So, you know. But also, another story that being sued for sexual harassment by her ex-bodyguard. And, you know, the Kardashians, I feel like they're always in some, they're always in some mess. But, like, hmm, I feel like out of everybody, Chris is the one that really don't be in anything. But, you know, she is being sued by her bodyguard or whatever um, for sexual harassment. Um, he was the bodyguard was working for a private security company with a hub in Calabasas and explains that his chains of command consisted of joint ventures between his security company and Chris Jenner, both acting as his direct supervisor while on the job. So, I don't know, but it's getting weird, truthfully. I mean, at one point, didn't dating someone? I don't know, Chris. I just... Your kids being mess, you being mess. I just want better for the Kardashians, truthfully. Um, another story too that broke out the uh, I think yesterday. Um, you know, Obama basically stepped into the shade room to encourage like people to, you know, pay attention to the current political climate. And like people were upset about that. Um, people were saying like, oh, why is Obama coming to the shade room? And it's honestly just like, well, he's trying to meet, and you know, people were also saying like, he's trying to meet y'all where y'all meet at. Like, 
let's be real. There are a lot of people that aren't in tune with the current climate, but they be on the shade room. They know everything about the celebrities. They know everything about all the influencers, but they don't know what's happening in real life. So I think it was nice that the shade room had him come on and drop his gems. Now, people have their different viewpoints on the shade room. Some people think it's super duper toxic, like hell no. Other people are just like, eh, it's not that bad. Uh, for the people that's on my live right now, what are your y'all thoughts on the shade room? Uh, I mean, there's people that are literally like, abolish the, the shade room. Like, it is a terrible place. I just wait, I just think it's, um, I just think that it's like, it depends on what they post. I feel like if they did a, a different way of posting and reporting that maybe so many people wouldn't be like so eager to ma- basically say like, oh, they're super duper toxic. It's kind of just like how you do things essentially. But we have two minutes until our interview with Zach Jones. Um, yeah, for those of y'all on my live, I'm about to get off live because I'm about to be on Zoomy Zoom. So if you want to, you know, continue listening, click the link in our bio and tap in. Alrighty, so let me tell y'all something about technology, right? I'm young, but I sometimes feel like I'm a grandma because stuff just don't be stuff just don't be working how I imagine. I'm in the Zoom right now waiting on Zach. But I also just got an email saying that he was in here. But it's like I don't see him. So let's see. I'm really loving this um, background music, though. <laughs> I told y'all we got sad for me in the studio tonight. So that's that on that. It's my computer doing whatever it wants for me. Okay. It seems like he is in. So I'm admitting him. Christian, what's up? Hi, thank you so much for joining me. Let me plug this. Yeah, no problem. Wait, give me a Hello. sec. Yes. Can you hear me and see me? Yeah, I'm seeing you. Am I supposed to have my video on? I mean, it's up to you. I don't want to put nobody under pressure. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It's all good. I just need to put my shirt on. That's the case. Okay. Well, yeah. for those of y'all listening right now, this is the Black Talk Radio interview with Zach Jones. Uh, thank you so Good much things. for joining me today. So first things first. Yeah, no problem. I want to know where are you from and what made you start getting into music? Well, I'm from Kingston, Jamaica. You see me right now? Yeah, I can see you. Yeah, light not that great, but yeah. So I'm from Kingston, Jamaica. Um, I think my first, I feel like since I was, you know, as young as I can remember, I love music. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents used to play a lot of different types of music in the house. And my auntie, I would say, is a big part of that too. Like she was, she always playing some type of rap, some type of Jay-Z, some type of Biggie. Okay. You know, something like, so since, like they would say like, when she was picking me up from like kindergarten, 
mm-hmm. she'll be playing all of that stuff when I'm I'm in the back, you know, <laughs> probably like three, you know, three, four singing all the lyrics to this stuff. So, you know, as far back as I can remember, like I just had a passion for music and really love it, you know. Right, right, right. For yeah, sure. I love how you you mentioned like it started young because like yeah. some people that's not always the case, but you know, that's dope that you've always like really enjoyed music and had like yeah, therefore. constant music people in your life, I guess. <laughs> so yeah, um yeah. now I wanna know what was it like growing up in um Kingston and how has that influenced your music style? So, I mean, I would say like my music style predominantly, predominantly comes from a rap background. Mm. And so it's funny growing up in Kingston because in Kingston, you know, obviously it's the, the main focus is our dancehall and reggae musically. But personally, like, like I said, like my parents would play a lot of stuff in, in, in the house and what they would play was a lot of, not so much reggae, not so much dancehall, but they play a lot of R&B. Mm. Neo Soul, so like the Maxwells, um, you know, like I said, Biggie, Jay-Z, um, Shaggy, Sean Paul, you know, just a lot of, just a nice little mix of music, you know, and so I, I really became interested in like music overseas, like overseas music. I, I really fell in love with like that type of stuff, you know, with an international appeal. And so I think, you know, that really shaped me, but also, being from Jamaica and being from Kingston and then, you know, going out on the road and hearing a Bujo or a Bob Marley, you right. know, obviously that's essential, or a Sizzler. And so it just kind of really, I think, morphed me into this musical being that I am now with these many influences, you know. But I would definitely say, like, my first love was rap, you know, like watching BET, watching MTV with my cousins, because my parents wouldn't allow me to watch that, you know, like... <laughs> Oh. They never allow me to watch the videos with the girls, and, you know, like all of them things as a young youth. So I'd have to go to like my cousin's house, um, you know, like on both sides um, to watch, like to just sit down and we just watch BET and MTV music videos all day. And so like I used to see that and just kind of like be like, yo, this is what I want to do. Like, you know, they always say like when your parents keep something away from you. Mm-hmm. And it pushes you more towards it. But yeah, I mean, I it's, it's like you know, it's like you you want to know what you're missing. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But I just, I just, I would say I just always had a love for music, you know. Um, and so like those those early encounters with it and like just being attracted to it like that. Um, and obviously, like I said, hearing what they were playing and 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 just you know getting into that as well. You know, a lot of calming music they used to play too, like so. I would say like my style is very calm as well, you know, off the surface. I like my listeners to feel calm and relaxed, you know. For sure, for sure. Yeah. I, I think it's really interesting that you mentioned um, that you really like, you really, you really like mess with rap music a lot because yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like at least the songs I've heard from you, I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely getting like a more dance hall, like, Reggae vibe, like yeah, Miss Jamaica, yeah. the song that you have with Shinsia. Yeah. I feel like those are that type of vibe. But yeah. I also do see like the rap though and like how that yeah. has influenced, you know, your music. Nah, definitely. So now I want to talk about um 
your song Miss Jamaica and basically Jamaica. what was that like creating that song and what the creative process was like <laughs> it's funny because I was just talking to my cousin about this yesterday um I'm I mean I'm with my cousin right now in Ocho Rios I'm not even in Kingston I'm just oh, my family's from St. Anne's Bay so Ocho Rios yeah represent you don't know <laughs> that's the yeah, man that's blessed man it's nice to come out of kingston sometimes and just you know keep, you know just get your mind back right you right, know, like right. Jamaica is so beautiful and i feel like a lot of times we i just you know in one place doing you know the, the menial day-to-day lifestyle but yeah you also have to realize that it's right here mm-hmm. um for you know, for people who live here specifically, but it's right here. Like you can go somewhere and you know to whatever beach or whatever, and just kind of clear your mind. Cause a lot going on right now. Um, but just to get back to the Miss Jamaica thing, yeah, I was talking to my cousin yesterday about the process of that. Cause he was asking me like, how long I how long it takes me to write songs. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling him some songs I write in a couple of hours. Um, you know, it all depends on like inspiration, but Miss Jamaica, I think, took me about a month to write. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, because I, I really wanted to get, um, you know, like if, you, if you're really listening to the lyrics and, and what I'm saying in Miss Jamaica, I'm really getting down to the specifics of each parish, you know, like right, I, right. Wanted to, I wanted to not just sing a song that says Kingston, Montego Bay, Mandeville, but if I'm talking about Kingston, I want something that reflects Kingston. Mm, you know, okay. so I had to do like a lot of history homework for, for that one. You know what I'm saying? For for Miss Jamaica specifically and just to get it to flow, you know, everything in the right way. So I think that one took me like a month. Um for example, like I say, yo, um Monty go bay after check your one of them day, but the scam of them I move like some runaway slave. Like the reason why I said that is because like, you know, Montego Bay, well St. James is, is home of the, the, the maroon town. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like just like stuff like that, just to bring it back to the culture. Um, for example, like Saint Miss Saint Catherine, no nobody hotter than you. But you know, Peter Potter, that is why I'm flattering. Like at the time, Saint Catherine Spanish town was very hot. We're talking right. about hat temperature wise, but we're also talking about hat in terms of like what we call hat is like violence or like, you know, the black is hat. Yeah. Like, you know, and so it's just like, you know, that was a process putting that together and making it like a complete art form, like a body of work that I was proud of, you know, like lyrically, music from a writing perspective. And it was something I really enjoyed. It was, you know, a challenge for me because, like I said, sometimes it takes hours. Mm-hmm. You know, in that, but then sometimes you have to do the, the homework and, and, and put it together, right? So I love that aspect of music. Um, the story now behind actually how Miss Jamaica came to be with Sasko and everything was really, you know, just divine. You know, I always say Jaja works is, is the best way, you see me? Right. Um, and you can't really go against the universe timing or Jaja timing, you see me? So I said, I got to say, when I... I, when I heard Miss when when I had the vision for Miss Jamaica, mm-hmm. I first heard um the sample, you know, the I'm still in love with you sample. I think I was at Dog Club, you know, okay. which is a popular spot in, in Kingston, like in the hills. Like you go there, you listen to reggae music, dog music, and like it's a vibe. Like when you do come, 
I don't know if you've ever been to Dove Club. You ever been? No, I haven't. Um, I'm yeah. actually planning to go to Jamaica in December. But, Fingers crossed yeah. with COVID. Yeah, I normally go, I normally go every year, but yeah, we're gonna see. Yeah, man. You know how the time set, but if you do. You know, and well, obviously, if the place is open because it kind of shut down. Right Wait, now. but aren't you guys on curfew or something? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The place kind of shut down right now. Eight, eight, right? Yeah. Yeah, me and my mom were talking about that because at first she was like, she's not going to go. It's no point. Like, yeah. it's curfew. But yesterday she's like, she's probably just going to go. So, yeah. And my, yeah. Dad was, my dad was in Jamaica in August and yeah. he's going. My dad goes to Jamaica every Christmas. Regularly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, man, I mean, it's still a vibe. It's just that, you know, after eight, you have to just know, say, you're doing something private, you know. <laughs> you're just doing something like, you know, you know where you are after eight. Um, right. But it's still a vibe, you know, the days, the days, what the days, the days is still a blessing and you can do a lot of things within the time. You know, go to the beach, as you say, like, go look for friends, family. You know, a lot of things to do, same man. So right. I'm sure you enjoy yourself, and hopefully by Christmas, then lift up the curfew. Then. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, as far as the video goes, what was yeah. that like shooting that, and how long did it take? The video was, um, well, the video was like a vision that I had for a long time. The mm. Video was like I would say. Vision wise, like, see me there, I tell you about how, like, the videos I used to watch on MTV, BET. Yeah. Like, I used to watch those. I remember, I think it was after watching, probably, there's two videos that really inspired it. Um, girls, 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 Jay-Z, I don't know if you ever seen that video. Mm-hmm. You know that video? So <laughs> you kind of get that, the gist of what I'm saying. Um, and then also, you know, like, Pimping all over the world, Ludacris. Yes. Um, you know, and that's those are the times I was like, I'm saying, young watching BET MTV, and <laughs> like, you know, like, yo, this is crazy, like, you know. But one of the one of the big things about those videos to me was like how those artists express, um, or not just express their love for, but just like give every type of woman a chance for shine. You know, mm-hmm. have like black women, white women short hair women, brown skin women, Indian women, all these types of different women, I think in that era, it was very pronounced, like all of these women are beautiful, you know? And so it kind of just gave me that, that vision, like, yo, I want to do something like that, you know? Women-wise, you know, showing all of these different types of women that make up Jamaica, because I'm, I'm just a man that, yo, if you're beautiful, you're beautiful. Right. You me like Monarch, I say, yo, no, well, I only like this type of girl or that girl. Like, beauty is just beauty for me, you know, inside and out. So I always had, had that vision, like, I want to do that. And then, yeah, it was just time. It was just time having that vision for that video. And then, you know, time passed. And then Miss Jamaica comes up. I think the video was actually shot. I mean, I, I wrote the song to a visual. A lot of my songs I write to a video in my head. So I already saw the video when I was writing the song. But I think it was, we didn't shoot the video until two years after um, the song was like made, the song was wrote. Right. So the song I think I did in, I just don't want to get the years mixed up, but I think I wrote the song in 2017, 2016. 
or maybe a year after. I'm not really so sure. <laughs> I can't remember right now. If I wrote the song in 2017, we shot the video in 2018, and the vid and and the video came out 2020 January. But you see the process. Right, in, right, right. Yeah. And then you started the Miss uh, Jamaica, Miss Jamaica Challenge. Challenge. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that. The challenge was, um, once again, just one of those things where, like, like I was saying before, for me, it's like empowering women, you know? Like, I feel like a lot of challenges, you know, where, like, I wanted to do a challenge and I wanted to do something like, for me, it's just, it's just about bringing out some form of goodness out of people. You get me? So, like, my idea behind the challenge was, like, I wanted it to be a thing where people in their everyday lives, you know, realize that this person means something to me. So, you know, like you could go through the day. I, I know you mentioned your mom. You could go through the day and, and you know, like I said, a day-to-day -day normal life and you're not even realizing how special this person is to you. You're not appreciating right, the stuff right. that this person has done for you. Just because you're used to that, you're used to living life and okay, cool, I saw you today, I saw you, I've seen you every day of my life, etc. But I wanted it to be a thing where, you know, it's not just like, you know, you shake up your, your body and you win some money. It's more of a thing where like, yo, represent for the Miss Jamaica in your life. And so if I could get people to kind of realize, like get out of that day-to-day -day thinking and realize that, oh, this person has done so much for me, you know, just because they see the challenge and they kind of remember, oh yeah, this is my Miss Jamaica, you know? So I wanted, that was, that was basically the idea. Also, I wanted, to, wanted people to realize that a Miss Jamaica is not just a beauty queen by the conventional standards. Like my Miss Jamaica is my mom, my grandma, my sister you know the lady the beautiful ladies inside and out in my life that have brought me here you know and so that those are basically the concepts behind doing the challenge and you know i'm very glad that's how it came out and then obviously you know there's a monetary prize right you know but 50 half of it fifty thousand went to a girl's home and then fifty thousand went to the winner you know you can get your mom something nice with that or you can support your family or do something you know it's just really something for just show so yo at the end of the day we're still thinking about you know the women who who who, who, who need that you get me yeah for sure and yeah. i love how you you know were able to give back because i think that's yeah. so important and you know it's great when i always think it's great when artists or like creatives use their platform in a way for that like helps the greater good so yeah, I definitely, definitely think that's dope. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. I mean, that's what we're really here to do, you know, give back in some way, shape, or form, creatively, or, you know, however we can. You know, that is really just life, like you give and you get. You right, know? right. And that's right. something, like I said, I did want to kind of show people, say, yo, it's not just about who win and who win the, all of this money or whatever. It's more like I've won, but then even in winning, you have to give half. You choose. I'm not going to choose for you. You choose where you want to give it. But that's an important part of getting is also giving, you know, reciprocity. Right, right, right. So my mm -hmm. next question for you is, what is it like 
being in the studio with you. So you mentioned a little bit about yeah. your writing process. Um, yeah. Like I know some artists, they have to have certain things with them, certain people with them. Yeah. So what is it like for you? Yo, you know, so when I just started music, like my studio session was like me and like all of my bedroom men, like, you know, like, <laughs> from like five to 10 people in the studio. And usually when I just started, it was like a very small studio. Usually mm -hmm. like, um, but my sessions now are more, I would say like they're more concentrated, if that makes sense, meaning like, Okay. Usually the session for me is like me, the engineer, and one more person. Either my Virgin Benji, mm -hmm. you know, um, my cousin Benjamin, who's also a dope artist, you can check him out, I'll send his stuff. Okay, yeah. One um, done Benjamin on, on, on Instagram. My Virgin Sheen works, usually who's like an amazing singer. You know, and then sometimes, sometimes I just do it myself. Sometimes I record myself and it's just me there. I feel like for me, getting to like less people was me being more sincere in the studio. Like people I trust, it allows mm -hmm. me to be more sincere. It allows me to feel like I can, you know, really like put my feelings into the music. Because right. I feel like my goal in music is to make music that people feel in their hearts music that make a difference to people's hearts and in their lives you know if it can make you get over something that you're going through or you know overcome something or just feel better you know feel a vibe just whatever but my feelings are for going it for your feelings to be unlocked you get what i'm saying right and i feel like yeah. i feel like it's harder to really like show your feelings if so many people are around you like nobody yeah, yeah, yeah. That. exactly for me so so for me that's that's you know that's the concept behind that like i just like to keep my circle smart the people who i trust are in the room you know but then i mean sometimes sometimes there's a lot more people and you know also realizing that you know this is my gift and my passion that just come with it you know, people want to see me express myself in that way and, you right. know, you just have to deliver the same way. Like I said, at first it was bigger, it's just I prefer smaller sessions. But if people are there, it don't really make a difference. Okay, you know, yeah. Get through it same way. So now I want to know, I want to talk a little bit about um, Bottega Jamaica and yeah. what is your relationship to that brand and things right. of that nature. So yeah, man, Bottega Jamaica is a sparkling wine brand that myself and the rest of my team currently distribute in Jamaica mm -hmm. exclusively. Like we're the exclusive distributors of this brand in Jamaica. But like I said, it's an Italian sparkling wine brand and we bring Prosecco's to um, Brut sparkling wines to like Moscatas. I would definitely say we have the best Moscata on the market. That's not because it's mine, that's just because. Oh, I need to try that. Yeah, yeah. When you come here, you can definitely. But I mean, you can. Where you, where you go? I'm in Jersey. Yeah, you could probably find it in Jersey too. Okay. You know? Yeah, that's not my sector, but I'm sure you can find it. Because I know, I know people picked it up in New York and sent me pics and all that type of stuff. Okay. Yeah, you know? So. Young people running it, myself and as I said, the rest of my team. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we just we just making waves out here in Jamaica with it. You know, people really gravitating towards the product. You know, it's a top quality product, um, and the pricing is really great as well. You know, 
So yeah, all in all, that's Bottega for you, you know? Yes, I definitely need to try that. Um, my yeah. friends like to say that I'm the alcoholic of the group. So I feel as though... <laughs> something for your money. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel as though it's only right that I do that. Yeah. So yeah. now, my next question for you is, if you could yeah. work with any artist, who would it be? It's done already. That's done already. <laughs> and why? Pharrell. 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 Yeah, Pharrell is Pharrell is like I would say musically my biggest inspiration. Like everybody who know me know say like it's Pharrell me say like I'm a Pharrell. I don't want to say a fan girl, but like Pharrell is like my musical pops. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right, right. Pharrell is definitely um who I look up to in music. I think coming going back to like I said that era of me watching BET and MTV. One mm -hmm. thing I really love about Pharrell. And, you know, like, I would say I've taken on it. Even Jay-Z um, at that time, you know, like, when they're doing change clothes, excuse me, miss, you know, that type of stuff. Pharrell's production has always stood out to me. It's like just growing up and listening to music and just like, I love this song, who produced it, Pharrell. You know, like, I just, I just started to get used to hearing his production and just being able to say, yo, that's Pharrell, you know? So that characteristic of him always stood out to me and for some reason I always loved his production you know like they just really just connected with me um you know like always calm like I said but still you can turn up to you know which is something I, I loved about Pharrell I would say also the way that he dealt with women coming back to coming back to what I'm saying about watching these videos and seeing like he was always like you know the cool kid but him always be with, he's not dealing with women disrespectfully. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's like he's the way him talk to them, even him and Jay Z, like I said, if you listen to what they're saying, it's like they're speaking to the woman respectfully. They're not saying, yo, I just do 100 bands and she's probably for me or nothing like that. Just, you know, and there's no, there's, personally, I have no problem with that either. You know, we listen to all of that stuff. You know, it's just music. Um, but, Mike, I always just love the way, the respect that they put, brought into the thing, you know, for the women and that era of music, I feel like had a high level of respect for women. And so I just always love that, yo, oh, you can, you can be talking to women like this and, 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 you know, it's like women love you for that, you know? So that's, I don't know, I just, I just love Pharrell, like production, <laughs> musically, and he's just like a musical genius, like Pharrell, tries you know like even with nerd with nerd and, and and you know them being in that band as well it's just like he goes so far out of the box but it's still pharrell you know and so like just like pushing me to try new stuff try new songs and that type of stuff is like pharrell soundscape to me was just like you know a different world you know so yeah okay okay I think that's a, you know, a dope person to definitely want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, I want Pharrell to produce with me, you know, like for my first major project, I want Pharrell to like, you know, have a heavy hand in the production and that. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. Any dance hall or dance hall. reggae artists, if you yeah. could work with anybody? Yeah, right now, coffee. Yeah. Coffee, my love coffee. 
you see me lyrically just like flows and everything like like i said my background is rap right you know so like coffee her her um what you call it like her style is just very fitting you know and i just love what she how she's revolutionized reggae and reggae yeah i was going to say reggae and dancer but i just say reggae um in general i just love how she's revolutionized it you know because like you know growing up in jamaica everybody wanted to sound this way everybody wanted to sound the same way and you know especially for me and my generation right now right. we have man like tessellated you know who also has revolutionized the sound of what you expect out of reggae you have Leela Ike, you have Savannah, mm -hmm. you know, and the list goes on. Royal Blue Runkus, Iotas, um, you know, and it's really, it's really just great to see like my generation, my age of people like really striving and pushing that boundary, you know, because that's what they are doing. For a long time, people have said, yo, it can't be done. It has to be sound like this and it has to have one job and it has to have this and now like right, right, right. happening right now. You know, and the whole world actually tuning in, you know, it's not just a local thing. Yeah, um, I remember when I was in LA, I was at this event. Um, it was like it was during Grammy weekend, but it was yeah. like a B, it was like a BT like party thing. And I was late because I had class. Yeah. LOL, I'm still in school. I really hate school. <laughs> no problem. We're almost done. I graduated. Which school, which school, which school you at? Um, I go to Drew University. It's in Madison, New Jersey, but I was doing a semester in LA. So, oh yeah, you, yeah, you told me in LA. Yeah. So I was one day. That's what's up though. Yeah, so anyways, I was late to the event and when I got there, everybody was like, coffee performed. When I tell you my draw dropped, <laughs> I was like, how did I miss that? Oh, you missed that, yeah. Yeah, I was so I was so mad, but I definitely definitely love what you know she's doing. What she's um, doing, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I love how everybody is tuned into her. Like it's like yeah. like the young people, the old people. Exactly. Everybody exactly. just yeah yeah, and she's not she's not following any um you know she's not conforming to 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 as I said like what people are expecting like you know right right right. Things. You know, and she's doing it very well. So I always love for coffee, you know? So now I have this segment on my show called Quarantine Q&A. So quarantine. I ask my guests like different stuff about their quarantine. I feel like Jamaica is really still in quarantine. The United States, we are a joke, as you probably know. So, <laughs> I was in the debate last night. Yo, that, yes, we that, are yo, pretty much was... doomed. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, that was like a like a um <laughs> a comedy skit like some KMTs. Yeah. I barely even watched. I barely watched. My mom and my sister they were in the living room. I was in my room. <laughs> but my first quarantine question yeah. for you is: during okay, so when quarantine first started, like what were your yeah. thoughts? Like, did you were you still like creating and writing? Like, were you just in shock? Did you take time to relax? What was it like? I literally, yo, when quarantine just started, I literally was so happy, to be honest with you, because, like, my life was moving so fast, mm -hmm. you know, like, with, just with music, with everything, like, I was doing so much, you right. know, I feel, like, I feel like a lot of people's life was moving like that, 
it was like he didn't have any time to actually think or breathe or just chill. So I would say when it just started, I was like, really like, oh, yes, you know, I break, you know, and then as it went on, I'm kind of like, all right, when is, you know, when is thing going to start, <laughs> you know? But then I also took a lot of that time to, um, to read, you know, like taking some new knowledge, um, stuff that I know that I personally need in my life, like mm-hmm. communication skills, I read the art of communication, um, listening to like a lot of Alan Watts. I don't know if you know Alan Watts, he's like a philosopher, YouTube, you can hear like a lot of yeah. Um, just I read a couple more books I, I really can't remember right now off top, but just a lot of that, you know, and like building myself, you know. Just a lot of personal time. Yeah, man, personal development and then writing music too, you know. I had a lot more time to write music, so which is I think is yeah. dope. I mean, I think it was like for some people it definitely gave them the opportunity to like work on themselves and work on yeah. their crafts. You mentioned like some things that you read. Um, one of my questions actually is, was there anything that you were watching? Like any quarantine shows, Netflix, mm. anything? Yeah, this has been so long. So I definitely know. I mean, I'm an anime watcher. Personally, I watch a lot of anime. So I've been watching, I finished all of Naruto. It's something that I never did a long time ago. Like, you know, when it was like showing on TV, because I was in between, you know, like I'd missed like a couple episodes and then I just, right. like whatever, it got too far. But like I watched all of Naruto, I'm like halfway through Shippuden right now. Um, but I know I watched some other stuff. Personally, I, I really just can't remember right now. What did I watch in quarantine? I watch, I watch, you know what I watch too? I'm a huge 007 fan. So I watched like all of the, the like the new James Bond, see, the, the new James Bond. Um, back okay. Back. Yeah. So I watched all of them on like actually, because I've watched them already, like watching them back to back like that. I actually picked up on a lot of stuff that younger me wasn't picking up on. And, you know, watching them like in so much different phase wasn't picking up on. So that was really cool. I watched that with my little brother, you know. Okay, okay. So now my other question is, what is your favorite quarantine snack? Like something that you just kept eating during quarantine or just a lot? I don't even know, like. Personally, like, I don't really snack too much. Like, I'm, like, pretty strict, like, vegan. So oh. I, really, I really don't do so much snacking, isn't it? Like, I just... So what is that like? That's, I mean, it's cool. Like, it's kind of, like, it's easier in L.A., I would definitely say that. Yeah, you know? being vegan, being in Jamaica. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's cool down here, but there's not that much options. Like, in L.A., I could call, like, all these, you know, like, there's this Oh, place. yeah, because in L.A., every single person, every other person every, that you meet in L.A. is yeah, vegan. Yeah, and then every restaurant has, like, vegan options. Oh, I definitely said in one thing I had a lot during quarantine is, like, these black bean burgers. Mm. Um, yeah, I got them in the supermarket and like, you know, just chef them up. My brother Benji who I was telling you about too, like he's crazy. He's a crazy chef, isn't he? And okay. he just like whipped them up on like do all these different type of recipes with them and it was really good too, isn't it? So I would definitely okay. say that's probably what I guess that was my quarantine snack. 
drink a lot of Irish monsters, so <laughs> maybe that's part of it too. So um, you mentioned like your time in LA. What was that like uh, being in LA? Would you ever want to go back? Um, yeah, man. I love LA. Like LA is like second home to me. So definitely going to go back. Um, possibly to live at some point. Possibly just have a house out there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, I had one right now. I just been in Jamaica with all the things that's going on. It's like right. it didn't make sense. Um, and my lease was up, so I gave that up. But definitely at some point, yeah, man, you know, going to get a house out there again and possibly live out there for a little while or, you know, back and forth. Is it me yeah, the I feel I that. Go, I go before the end of the year, though. Is it me? Yeah, um, I was actually in Vegas in August. And yeah. that, was, that was fun. I only went to Vegas, like, once, and I had, like, the worst time. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I went. I went. So I went when I was like before I was twenty one. Oh. So I didn't have no ID, no nothing. Mm. And then like I was just tripping about a lot of stuff at the time, and so it was just like not like you didn't get to fully enjoy the trip. Nah, nah, nah. I think I was homesick, and and that was like my first year of college. I was homesick, and just a bunch of other stuff. You right, know, but right, looking right. back at it now, like in the moment, I was like, "Yo, this shit is like the worst." This is like, you know, I just wanted to be out today. But then looking back, it was pretty fun at the same time. Yeah, Vegas is really hot yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, it's hot. It's like crazy, but yeah, yeah, but yeah definitely um, want to go back. Definitely want to go back and experience it the right way. Yeah, when I was in LA, I was supposed to be there from January to May, but I had to leave in March because of COVID. Yeah. But I don't know, like LA's cool, but I don't know if I like it more than I like like Jersey. Yeah. Oh, you don't like LA more than Jersey? I don't know. I couldn't do I couldn't do that cold that's New York Jersey cold. Oh, it's not that bad. You get used to it. Personally, when LA gets cold, I'm like, yo, I need to leave here. And I know the LA cold compared And it's to barely anything. <laughs> nah, it gets cold in the night though, like in the December time. Yeah, December, like these times of the year, it starts to get like pretty cold in the night. But right, I just right, personally, right. like, I'm just like island blood, so like, I can't really do that cold stuff. You know I, mean? I mean, I feel like your body adjusts. Boy, my body adjusts. <laughs> my body just no adjusts, but yo, that's part of life still. So we're going, you know, we're going to do day shows in the snow and all them things that are all over the place. So. Right, we're manifesting. Yeah, so my last question for you yeah. is, if you could leave the listeners one thing to remember about you, what would it be and why? One thing to remember about me and why? I'd rather say, yo, well, one thing I definitely want the listeners to remember my next single is dropping very soon. It's called Lonely. Is it me? So look out for that. All right. <laughs> and that tip. The second tip I would say is just like, yo, maybe not something to remember about me, but just in general, just enjoy your life. You know, like life is just a process and you know there are what you call hills and valleys in life. Is it me? And so nobody's immune to them. Just remember that the valley is just as natural as the hill. 
You see me? So when you're all the way up there and when you're all the way down there, it's just a part of life. Like, life is just a cycle. Right. It's just a part of the journey. Yeah, man, it's part of the journey, you know? Because you've been through worse, you see me? You've been through worse and you've been at better heights too. So just continue for push and the height will continue for increase, you see me? Right, right. I definitely agree with that. I just want to yeah. thank you so much for chatting with me tonight. Um, yeah, let everybody yeah. know where they can find you, follow you. Yeah, so you don't know, you can find me on all social platforms from YouTube to Instagram to Twitter, Zach Jones Stoney, that's Z-A-C-J-O-N-E-S-S-T-O-N-Y, Zach Jones Stoney. Yeah, so you can find me everywhere on that. I mean, if you're looking at Apple Music, Spotify, it's just Zach Jones, Z-A-C, J-O-N-E, dollar sign. Yes, big up yourself. Yeah, you Thank you so anything. much for chatting with me. Yeah, man. It was this, a great time. This interview will be uploaded to our Spotify, Apple Podcasts, right. our website, in case anybody missed it. And yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Make sure you send me the link, too. Once you All right. Up, you up there, so. All right. Take care. Uh, bless up, Christian. Yeah, man. All right, y'all. So that wraps up our interview with Zach Jones. I think that was really cool. That was my first time interviewing a reggae artist. Um, and my first time interviewing, well, no, that's not true. That wasn't my first time interviewing somebody from Jamaica. But yeah, that was really cool. Um, we're going to end the show, um, you know, with our new at night series. Um, this week, I'm definitely doing an R&B type of vibe. Um, the song that I'm about to play is by D. Gotti entitled Chances. Um, I really like it. It's a dope track. And I hope y'all enjoy it too. And we'll be back next week. Same time, same place. So make sure y'all tune in. This is Black Talk Radio. Your hostess, Kristen Ayanna, signing out. Taking chances. I hope I don't miss my blessings. Fucking with you feels like I'm playing spin.